Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, friends. I'm so excited today to bring Nina on. And Nina is such a phenomenal woman. And she's going to talk all about reconnecting with your feminine to lead. So I'm going to ask her a series of questions. Stick around, listen in. This is going to be such a fantastic chat. I've known Nina for quite a while at this point, and I've loved watching her grow. And she just is such a beautiful writer and mentor and leader. And I'm so excited to pick her brain and help you guys. As we all know, it's so important for us in our businesses and as women and individuals to really be connected with our feminine and with our masculine and to have a good balance because they do support each other. So I'm excited to dig in deeper to this today with Nina. If you have any questions, please send them our way and I will make sure that we get them answered while she comes on, but we will just wait for her to pop on here. And this is going to be such a fun chat because I feel like that for most, for me and for most of the women that I work with or have coached with, There is so much of us being in our masculine and the doing. And so there's a lot of talk about like being in your feminine and kind of leaning back in the flow and the easy state. So I'm excited to dig in about like how to balance these things and how to really bring this into your business, especially in your leadership and the way that you run your business and do things. So that is what we are going to be chatting about today. It's going to be, again, a fantastic conversation. So we will see if Nina can hop on here and join us. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? So good. How are you? Oh, so good. Starting my morning in the best way, getting to chat with you. Where are you? Are you playing right now? Because I know you're always Yeah. We just got back. We were in Georgia. We just got back to Colorado last week. So grounding, restoring, rooting back to, you know, this time zone, this land, but we had such a beautiful trip and hopefully our, our journey is going to take us to Georgia very soon, which will be great. Cause I won't be that far from you and I can see y'all in Florida more often, which would be amazing. Yeah. I love watching all of your adventures. Well, I'm so excited to dig in and talk today, but before we get started and I pick your beautiful brain, can you tell everybody more about you and what you do and give us a little insight? Always a good question to ask because I always need to, it's always changing. And I guess what I'll say for the chapter that I'm in right now is I'm Nina and I am a human being on this earth. And I just always feel like the biggest role I have is being a student of life. So just being in relationship with God, with the earth, with, you know, the collective humanity, really being present in my relationships, whether they're intimate or collective, you know, energetic relationships. But in my work itself, I work in the realms of feminine leadership and really 
supporting women and coming home to their bodies. So arriving, you know, down into the space of the heart, really unshielding a lot of protection and armor that we've been so conditioned into, especially as women, so that we can really arrive back into our softness, our openness, our depth, our devotion, our vulnerability, and really feeling safe and supported in the frame of God, which to me is that divine masculine presence. And we could go deeper into that and and what that relationship is like for me, but the body is really the thing. And to me, the body is the temple of truth, the vessel, you know, through which we meet God, through which we find and really restore our femininity and our divinity. And years prior to being, you know, a mentor and a coach to women, I worked as an occupational therapist. So I was working very deeply in the realm of the body with, you know, children and adults, you know, people from age zero up until 93 and really working with people from birth to end of life death. And that's very tied to feminine business, really honoring those sacred cycles of death and rebirth. So I feel the whole journey has taken me to where I am, but it's always evolving and changing and expanding. And I'm so grateful for that. It's so good. I love that you recognize. I think there needs to be more of that. Like immediately when you said that it's always changing and this is who I am right now, like that, it resonates so deeply with me as somebody who has, you know, been through like pivots and changing it. And I think there needs to be more of that in business, especially because as women, what we hear is need your niche and you have to do this. And if that doesn't, align and run parallel with the human experience. And so I think that was very permission giving just to hear that from you. So I think that's really, really beautiful. And I kind of want to start off with the question that that came up as you were speaking was, as I remember learning more about like the, the masculine and the feminine energies and how they apply, especially in business, most of us as women, myself included, have been like, high achievers were very, very much in like the strategy and the doing and the action. And while we know now they support each other, but I think what, in my experience, what really came up for me was there was a lot of fear because when I initially heard and perceived as like the feminine energy is like this flowy ease laid back, like trusting your intuition. And I'm like, well, fuck, like, what about the doing? I still got to do, you know? So I think there's some fear around that for a lot of people. Like, and we tend to, as humans, as you know, really swing from extremes. So that's why, you know, there, there is a middle ground. But my question for you is initially, like, if this is new to someone bringing in like feminine energy into your business specifically, and there is kind of that fear that's like, well, I can't just not do because I need to do what would you say around that or how, how have you addressed that fear with people? Mm, oh, this is a great, great question, Kelsey. That could take me down an entire rabbit hole. So I'm going to try not to go like too, 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 too far. But what really sparked me when you were speaking is, is that swinging, that pendulum. And this was how I felt in the beginning of my business because I also was familiar with that jargon, you know, the feminine is flow and intuition and creativity and, and can very easily then spiral into chaos, millions of ideas and lacking action and direction. And then many of us have come from, you know, the programming of corporations, of the world, of big business systems, 
maybe in a past life, you know, career in which we've held that masculine armor of rigidity, controlling, forcing, you know, hyper-focused on the structures. And when I started business, I felt like it was almost like I had to put on my feminine hat and then put on my masculine hat and, you know, be in the being and the creativity and then be in the doing and be in the strategy. And it was like this swing just back and forth, back and forth. And what I've come to learn in the last couple of years of my business, and this has really been in the past year, is I believe, and many teachers will teach in polarity that we all embody the essence of inner feminine and inner masculine. I believe that is true. And we do have a stronger core polarity. And typically, if you're a woman, that core polarity is feminine. However, you are not meant to become masculine in your business. As a core feminine being, you are the beingness of the masculine. So you are that love, that softness, that vulnerability, that devotion, that heart, that faith, that truth. And you're not then trying to put on the hat to be in the discipline, in the striving, in the you know constant doing. That's the masculine backbone and masculine frame. So for me and my business, this really started to change through, through especially my relationship with God. And I feel for a lot of women too in business, we are so programmed to live in the world from a place of self-sourcing. So often that armor that we hold as women, because we've been so entrained, I got to do it on my own, that hyper-independence and to make it in this world, I got to I gotta strive, I got to achieve, I got to work hard to get what is also rightfully mine, right? Which is part of hyper-feminism. So this takes a lot of unarmoring for us as women to come back to that softness of our feminine core. And for me, that journey of feminine restoration requires masculine recognition. So the feminine needs to learn and understand how to be in relationship with the masculine, which really begins to find that backbone in your business of strategy and structure to me really means that you first have to heal a lot of your wounds around the father, around God, around masculinity, for you then to feel safe and supported, to be in that beingness of your feminine and trust and know that she is divinely and infinitely held by the masculine, which is clarity, tangibility, direction, structure. And when we can be in that relationship, we shift from self-sourcing to then co-creation, which is a totally different energy. And that's really, to me, a remembrance that happens through the body and through relationship with masculine, not becoming masculine in your business. So to answer that kind of spun around to get to the question, but to answer that question of how do we feel safe in the feminine a big part of that is first creating safety with the masculine so that your feminine can open and so that she can receive because she's a receptive portal. So her job is actually to empty so that masculine provision, direction, and clarity can flow through her. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're all done here. That's all we needed. (laughs) We're taking it home now. Wow. Um, oh, it's so good. And 
everything that was coming up for me personally, and I think probably a lot of people can resonate with this, is trust. Like you have to trust on both on both sides. Like there's no, I feel like for most people, their journeys with themselves and their business, they end up back in the same place time and time again because they're never fully trusting themselves or people outside of them. Absolutely. And, and you know, Kelsey, from owning a business, I mean, in the beginning too, we feel like I have to do it on my own. I gotta like, right. I, I gotta have my back. And right. this is part of that. We get to remember that first of all, you know, God, and I, I know when I say God, that might be a little triggering for some people perhaps listening and I, and I can't go down fully that rabbit hole of what God is, but God is, is goodness and unconditional love and that agape devotion to the heart and truth of love. And unfortunately, you know, we've been born into a world of religious indoctrination and a lot of manipulation to tarnish our relationship with God. So just let that live and you can replace that word for source for whatever feels most resonant for you. But that trust piece does have to happen. And to me, it's trusting that something higher has your back. Something bigger than you is is holding you. And then for us, I feel too, a big part of my work is, is nervous system resourcing. So this also, you know, your journey is such an initiation into the woman that you're becoming, which is something I always say. And at the foundation of your business is, is your nervous system, is your body, is your breath, is your devotion. And we've been so conditioned into a world in which we constantly are moving between fight and flight and freeze and fawn. And we're living really in a realm often of unsafety, lack of safety in the body. So to trust really to me comes back to cultivating safety again in the body at that nervous system level. And for me personally, that safety is supported and harnessed through my relationship with the creator as like the, the little nest that I'm held in is, is in co-creation with that energy. Mm, It's so good. So it's really working on developing the trust that somebody does something bigger than you has your back. And I, this is so funny. Of course, the timing of this, I was talking with a client this morning about safety. We were talking about income dips in business and up and down and, and the emotional roller coaster. And, you know, we've all felt this. And something that I said is that in the last year, something that I did a lot of work on, which it's, it's so funny how it's always like reciprocal. It always comes back around because it's like now, like I'm teaching people how to do this, but is like stabilizing that. And you stabilize that, like you said, by recognizing that it's not so much about the income or the leads or the things that are, that are on the surface. It really is about the income is connected to your safety. You are fearful of something being taken away from you. You not being able to, you know, pay your bills. You not being like these real things that each of us as entrepreneurs, especially have felt. So I think it's really, really beautiful that you brought that up because I think that that's what a lot of people don't realize is, and that's what, in my opinion, and from my story has thrown me back into like more doing is like, well, it's not working. So I need to do more. I need to do something different. What is the thing, you know? And so it's like that hyper-focus on the doing when I feel that lack of safety 
And so the, the shift for me was developing the safety from a strategic standpoint at like actually ha- like developing savings, focusing on building real wealth. Like not like I, I said to my client this morning, I'm like, I literally would like sometimes just pull up and look at like how much money was in my savings account. I'm like, Kelsey, you're fine. <laughs> like, but yeah. the, it is truly in that, like that lack of safety. And so the question that I have for you in speaking about this is, when it comes to like the body and kind of anchoring into safety, what are some things that you would suggest for somebody once they've recognized, okay, this is like, I, I'm feeling a lack of, of safeness here, feeling a lack of stability. What would help them in that? Mm. Oh my God. And I just want to say, I can relate so much to what you just shared, Kelsey. And, and it is in, in business, we go through these peaks, these valleys, these plateaus, you know, there's a lot of unknown being an entrepreneur is taking risks. You are literally stepping out of societal sameness to take a risk, to become more of yourself and to share more of your heart with the world, which is a brave and courageous thing. And in that we're going to meet challenges and obstacles and things that essentially are designed to shake us a bit, to really remember who we are at our core and to really plug us back into that deeper why. And, and I feel the biggest thing, one of the biggest things for me was remembering that safety doesn't exist outside of me. So obviously we have such an illusion of safety through money, through revenue, through consistency, through what's in my bank account, through, you know, what I look like, who am I in relationship? All these things are not actual safety. Safety exists and lives in in your body. And once you can come home to your body and establish that safety, you do become more unshakable because that safety is just rooted within you because you know, ultimately everything that you need is, is here and, and resides within. And beginning to find that in the body takes slowing down, honoring pauses, really holding reverence for stillness. I think again, too, right? The world has conditioned us into this constant state of acceleration, which has been quite detrimental to us as a society. And in feminine business, again, in the beginning, as I said, we got to honor those cycles of death and rebirth. And the death cycle is to me actually the most potent piece of feminine business. And if we are not honoring death and creating safety with death in our life, we're really not creating a ground of fertility for other things to rise from. So really in your day-to-day prioritizing that stillness, that silence, that, you know, the first thing I do to come into the body is really through the breath and the breath is an extension of spirit. So just letting yourself slow down, taking those deep breaths down into the low belly, which helps to tone the vagus nerve, which is, you know, the nerve that is very connected to safety and your body regulation, you know, doing slow movement, just being present with sensation. Sensation is the language of the body. And when we can come into relationship with sensation, you're coming into closer intimacy with the body. So just observing, you know, first thing in my morning, I'm not on my phone. I'm not, I'm not stimulating myself. I'm arriving to the temple of my body. So I'm just taking time to breathe, to be 
and just witness what is currently alive. Is there tightness? Is there lightness? Is there expansion? Is there contraction? Like what's happening? Getting closer with those sensations to what am I feeling? You know, is there nervousness in my stomach? Is there, you know, tightness in my, in my chest? Is there doubt sitting at the back of my throat? Like what's going on in my body and how can I be in relationship with that and let that be moved through me? So not having to like spiral into the whole story of why I might be angry or why I'm feeling sad, but just letting, letting it be letting it be present and asking it, what does it need to feel more safe? Do I need to cry? Do I need to stomp? Do I need to scream into a pillow? What needs to happen to move some of this energy through my body? And that takes, again, slowing down so that you can pay attention to what is actually present instead of rushing into our day and just going because innately that's going to bring us into a fight response typically where we're then striving, fixing, controlling, forcing, go, 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 go. There's no safety in that. So slowing down, honoring the pause, trusting that the space and the silence is actually a very creative part, part of your, but there's actually a lot of doing in the nothingness that's happening. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. That's why we get like all of our greatest ideas in the shower. 100%. Yeah. I write all of my, like all of my posts are usually downloads that I get when I'm in the shower (laughs) every time. Always. always. And I think what's beautiful here is you just gave so much, so many like tactical things for people to take away from this to where driving back in your body. I think that the simpleness of not starting your morning with your phone. That's something that I, that I do. And I think that in itself, like, I think that a lot of times going back to like pendulum, what's swing, right? Okay. If I'm going to be this feminine leader, then it needs to look like this. You know, I need to like practice yoga for 14 hours and you know how dramatic we are. So it's not realistic, but I, I think that like, for me, I spend usually the first 30 minutes no phone. Like I'm sitting over here in the corner, journaling, thinking just like thoughts, like what? And I just think that that in itself, especially being a mom, like I know so many moms, they wake up, like when their kids wake up, I'm like, I would drastically changes how my day runs if I do that. And so I think that that's really, really beautiful. And just focus, keeping your focus on like giving yourself the space to be in your body in itself and kind of like building the habit and sitting through the discomfort of being still that's hard for a lot of us that was really hard for me I remember like the first time I meditated I was like I'm doing this wrong (laughs) it's like so critical me too yeah (laughs) but we have this expectation that like oh we're doing this thing that's good for us so it should feel good and I think detaching that expectation was really helpful for me too of like this is probably gonna suck I'm probably gonna feel like I'm doing it wrong I'm probably gonna feel like it's pointless oh great I'm sitting here still nothing's happening like those and just letting that play and just like keeping showing up for it I just think that space part is so so beautiful and it's something that each of us can can do better and then moving into like actually moving energy around like you know obviously I'm training in the mornings and that's how I that's like my movement. That's how I move through emotion. And I think finding that for people is really helpful too. 
So helpful. And, and, and I love what you said, said Kelsey too, you know, there's no one template for feminine business. We are so unique, you know, we are in these different beautiful lanes of what we're co-creating here. And it doesn't have to look like any one thing, you know, even my day to day holds a, a similar ish structure, but like a foundation of what you know, gets to happen to anchor me in my body, but what that actually looks like can be a little different every day. And I think that that is the beauty of being feminine too. You are, you're changing consciousness. You are not the same from one moment to the next moment. And, and that's part of your superpower. You know, we are meant to be moving in the, the masculine energy of formlessness, but we are this like changing, you know, beingness that moves through these many ebbs and flows. And I think we get to give ourselves permission that my day-to-day gets to look differently. And especially as a feminine being, you cycle, you know, you menstruate, you bleed, you know, most of us are still in our menstruation period of life. And even if you're not, you still are innately following a feminine rhythm in your body. And even understanding that is so helpful in business and how you get to nurture and show up for yourself because your hormones are changing all month long. And this is again, where we get to break out of this, this more masculine paradigm because the masculine has a very different rhythm than us. You know, our business has very different cycles than a masculine business would have. They have more state stability where we are fluctuating and changing. So to understand that as well, for me, was a huge piece of helping me understand my body and then how I showed up in my business following again, not the rhythms of the world, but the rhythms of my feminine body and letting that be holy and not feeling like I need to do it this way because my body is always changing. So I get to honor those changes as it happens. Mm, Yeah, it's so good. And what I really hear in that is like releasing the expectation of what it needs to or should look like. And then also being able to release judgment for yourself of looking it looking different. Oh yeah. That was huge. <laughs> that was really big for me. Cause I, and Kelsey, we've talked about this. I know in different conversations, you know, it's, it can be challenging too to begin a business or pivot a business or no matter how long you've been in business, the fields can get very noisy and, you know, comparison can creep in and the Tao is always going to try to dismantle your destiny. I mean, all of these things are going to be present. And, and this is where, for me, I had to create a lot of boundaries. I had to really honor, again, my lane and really trust the position that God has me in instead of trying to fit myself into the position that other people are in because that's not where I'm, I'm supposed to be standing. And we all have those unique positions and, you know, comparison can just spiral us into a state of, of chaos. And for me, the more we look around, the more overwhelming business can become. And that's why that space and that quiet and just, you know, remembering who you are when it's just you and God breathing together, when you're just in that daily devotion to really listen to what is my, my truth and what wants to be expressed through me and giving yourself permission that it does not have to look like 
anybody else. It's not meant to look like anybody else. It's amazing to be inspired by other women and be in spaces in which women are maybe holding similar goals and intentions. And Kelsey, I know that this is a huge part of your business. It's a huge part of mine, but to honor that we get to be in our own lane as we do that. Right. And in comparison is I was listening to Brené Brown the other day. And I think she said like, comparison is just trying to be like someone else, but better, which again is just a recreation of the hierarchy (laughs) and like our, you know, these hierarchical models that we've been bred into and, and really being a standout business owner and Kelsey, I, I know that you know, this is really asking you to divorce this program of sameness and to really trust in your genius and the innovation that lives within and trusting that you can do it in your own way. You know, other people's ideas and like structures can be helpful to know and understand, but ultimately the how is up to God. And the more you just stay connected to your why and your excitement and what you feel called to share and express, that's to me, always going to lead you to the destiny. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, you know how I feel about us creating our own paths. And I think that's one of the things that I love so much about leading masterminds that are for people in different industries, because I've seen it's so incredible to me because there there's obviously less comparison because it's not people in the same industries, but I've seen how they complement each other because they get that outside perspective. And I think it's really, really beautiful. The more that we can just kind of tunnel vision. And I'm hearing a lot of like the reconnecting to your feminine is about reconnecting to yourself because that's who you are. So my next question for you as we kind of wrap up here is what do you think for people, you know, they're, they're reconnecting to the feminine. So we have to create space for ourselves to be in that, to, to feel that, to be able to create that connection. We got to release and, and the idea that it needs to look like anybody else. We have to honor the flow that is our bodies and who we are as beings um, and releasing those expectations, the judgment. How do you think this actually helps us as women to lead better? This is such a big and really beautiful question. So ultimately, a big remembrance that I've had in in my life and in especially my journey the last couple of years is I believe that the feminine is the heartbeat of this planet. And I believe the ultimate mission of the feminine is to bring love where it hasn't gone before. So to me, the feminine's highest calling, and I'm sure if you're listening as a feminine being, the money, the recognition, the success isn't what's going to drive you. It's going to be the, it's the eternal. It's this devotion to, I feel love when we really get down to the roots of it. And as the feminine, We are really here to restore and co-create beauty on this earth. And that beauty gets to show up in all of these different ways, right? Through the way that we coach and form relationships and empower others through perhaps physical products in which you're creating beauty that brings joy to other people, you know, through sharing a mission that is helping serve, you know, whatever communities and populations you feel called to serve. It's all rooted, I feel, from this this place of love. And when we as the feminine can really come back to the remembrance that there is this immeasurable frequency of love 
within us. This is, you know, the divine, the spirit within holds this love and this love desires to be expressed. And again, to really find and reach that love requires us to take off that shielding of protection, of people pleasing, of hyper-independence, of perfectionism, of striving, of, you know, walling off our hearts. A lot of us, again, can't fully express that love because maybe we haven't felt the safety of what love gets to feel like because we have had fractured relationships perhaps with our parents, with God, with all of these things that, you know, that's where we were trying to get that nutritive love from and maybe that that was fractured at some point. So it's really coming back to this state of of love, however you find that for me at, at first was really through connection with Mother Earth. Because to me, Mother Earth is is the feminine and she is highest form of creation. And she is so wise and she really mirrors our feminine bodies. So as a feminine being too, the more you can spend time in nature, even if you live in a city, like just put your hands to a tree, get your bare bare feet on the earth, you know, really start to witness her seasons, her rhythms, how she honors death and rebirth. That's going to help you understand that those same rhythms live within yourself. And the more you can, as a feminine being, open and soften and really be in this space of devotion and communion with love, that's only then going to amplify your leadership, your business, your work, how you're showing up and serving in the world. Because to me, that's just the ultimate, the ultimate thing. The feminine is, is bringing that love and stretching it to where it hasn't touched before, you know, not in, don't have to think like the whole world. I mean, this is in your intimate relationships. This is in, you know, your exchanges in your day to day. This is with your intimate one-on-one clients, or this could be with hundreds of people, right? Our businesses all look different. And that's the beauty. Like the feminine really, to me, doesn't care about far and wide. She's about depth and intimacy. And that gets to really be expressed through love in whatever way love is called to move through the channel of your business and your leadership. Oh, so good. And you know, like the piece that you just said about depth instantly, when you said that, I'm like, depth is what creates like wideness reach. Like to, to me, that's what I've always believed is like, if Mm. I keep my focus on serving my people the best that I can, that creates the bigger ripple effect. So yes. I, I think they're, they're so connected and there's so much beauty in, in, and everything that you said, wow. Yeah. I'm just like still taking everything in. But I mean, the other thought that I had was as this relates to like, as you were saying, mother earth, I'm like parenting. I think as you were talking through like softening and opening, I think that's again, where we're like triggered, right. Of like, no, but if I do that, then I'll have to be fully seen. Then people will have to, I will have to be vulnerable. And I think about parenting and as a mother, like I can be this, I'm the same being that literally would do anything for my children. If somebody did something to them, I don't even want to go into what's happening in our country right now. Um, Cause I'll cry, but like, I can be that same fierce, like mama bear 
And I can also be like that tender, like loving, like holding my babies. And I think that's such just something for us to come back into as, as we're talking through this and as people are listening is like, it exists. They both exist. It's not one yeah. or the other. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Kelsey. And I, and I admire, you know, I admire you so much because I have such a calling to be a mother one day too. And I feel like when you move through that portal between maiden to mother, this, this remembrance really, I feel amplifies and, and soft and fierce get to coexist and love isn't passive. Love is, is action. And I've been reading a lot of Martin Luther King Jr.'s book, Strength to Love, which is just a collection of his sermons. And I think that his work around action and love is probably the best that's ever been expressed. I like cry when I even think about his sermons and what he was obviously sharing to serve our collective evolution. And and he says, you know, change in the world happens through both tough-mindedness and tender-heartedness. So to me, that's like, the, the bridge of both touch yeah. your heart, softness and fierceness. You know, it's not, we don't need to be violent, but when we're really at the essence of love as the unified principle, love is a very actionable and very strong force in the world. When we, when we know how to channel it from the truth of love, like from that deep, deep, deep place of devotion in our hearts. So good. So good, Nina. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. I, Kelsey, you know, I love talking to you so much. I'm like, and Kelsey and I have a podcast for six hours if you need us. (laughs) I know. know. Let me just get another like tea. And yeah, Kelsey, you do. And and I admire you so much, Kelsey. I admire, you know, your principles and values in your business. And I just, know that you are supporting women and again, stepping in their own lane and co-creating each other. And that is the feminine co-creation, collaboration, communion. That is at the roots and in the soil of, of femininity is that essence. So we do get to remember that no one's ahead, no one's behind. We are joining hands. This is a co-creative effort here for evolution on earth. So good. And it's so important for us to remember that it is, it's, it's, it's about us being things like we go further when we go together, you know? So I would love for you to tell people if they're interested in, you know, hearing more about working with you or any offers you have open or any of that. Oh, Kelsey, thank you. You know, so divine timing. I, I didn't even realize I pushed my launch for my bundle that's open right now back. And I was like, oh, how funny it's live on this time. So I do have, I have quite a few things, you know, my, my space of like highest devotion and excitement is my podcast, the rising feminine collective podcast. Kelsey's going to be the next episode coming up on the podcast. So I'm super excited to share that one, but there's tons of expansive and elevating and inspiring conversations in that space. And I work one-on-one with women more so in restoring their femininity and really cultivating that safety with the masculine and reconciling relationship with God and the masculine and how that gets to support their life, their relationships and their business. And the biggest thing that's live right now that's super accessible is my my body-based business bundle. It's a series of nine guided, embodied somatic practices to really support 
any, really any woman, you don't have to have a business for this to be really expansive for you, but it's just to help you ride and navigate the peaks, the valleys, the plateaus of life, leadership, and entrepreneurship. So that's a really fun bundle that's open right now on early bird. And it's all on my Instagram. So you can just like go over there. I love connecting, come into my DMS. I I love saying hi. I love getting to know people. Just don't hesitate to reach out and do that. Cause I like putting faces to names and really getting to know your heart. Yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you for today. And this is incredible, man. So I hope that people definitely reach out to Nina if you are interested in hearing more about the beautiful work that she does. And yeah, thank you again for today. This is amazing. Kelsey, thank you for having me. It's like always so fun. And yeah, I just can't wait because I see this just evolving conversation that we'll get to have together. So thank you for having me here. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. You too. Bye, Kelsey. Bye, everyone. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.